0: Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker.
1: Hello. Hi. This is, I'm with a boy band. I'm Zoe Linkton. I'm Amy Long. We are the world's first and only boy bandologists. Yes. This is the ultimate should boy Should we get band ourselves affiliated podcast?
0: to a university? How do you think you go about that? Don't
1: I mean, really, I imagine
0: Oxford and Cambridge aren't going to take us.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure they will. <laughs> South Bank
0: University might.
1: Well, I did hear a few years ago you could do a degree in David Beckham. If that's true, I don't know. But if it isn't, then, I mean, if it is, then we can definitely fucking do a boy bandology course. We should 100% look into it. I mean, I don't want to teach it. Can't be asked. <laughs> well, it'll basically just can't. be people listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's how degree, you... Degree, done. Yeah. Amazing. But all
0: of them, so we have to wait until we've completed all oh, okay. 200 episodes. Yeah. And then we we'll are be and,
1: doctorates of Boy Bandology. Yeah.
0: Should we start giving our listeners, like, um, you've achieved such and such module? We like could. Like McDonald's stars, <laughs> but not... Mm. Like if you've made it thus far, we feel you deserve
1: one confetti leaf. Oh yeah, gold confetti.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Amy winked at me. Then <laughs> you couldn't see that. You'll find out why in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, how's your week been? Yeah, work.
0: I did this. This answer to this question is the same every week. I was at work. Me too. And no. then I was wasn't <laughs> yesterday. I wasn't at work, and I. <laughs> I started doing my research, so Saturdays are designated as research days, mm. um, and really rabbit hole like horrendously. I yeah. woke up, I woke up about seven, which for me is a lying. yeah, and then I was up researching and rabbit holing until two in the morning,
1: yeah. So
0: full on nineteen wow. hours.
1: Thing is, it's very easy. Only to stopping do.
0: to steal packets of crisps off my
1: niece. Oh, <laughs> I only stopped to go to the toilet and. And then I find that I come back and I go, he went out with who? And then I'm (laughs) looking through tabloids and I'm like, I have to refocus and get back into this now. So, yeah. And also Instagram. I don't know. There's just something that just pulls me into Instagram and I'm like, what is Lance Bass doing now? (laughs) I need to know. I know. I need to get more into Instagram. So I will rabbit hole on YouTube for hours, Mm. especially
0: as it it assumes it's kind of like you've just watched this so yes. you're going to fucking love this and it will just play endlessly on a loop. At one point yesterday I had YouTube going on my TV and on my laptop. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I understand but I don't mine is not specifically for research that's just kind of my life <laughs> that's how I ended up loving Harry Styles because I was Jonasing on YouTube and then it went oh what about Harry Styles and I'm like yeah okay show right. me what you've got yeah that's <laughs> right let's take a peek and now I'm obsessed I mean I'm, I've got an obsessive nature it's not my fault yeah, me too <laughs> I believe that's why we're here <laughs> so boy band news bits and War- pieces yeah. I know we spoke about it last week, but it's happened now. Yeah. Our what podcast was that, what, mascot. What was that
0: response on our Instagram? To my pictures of me and Donny? He used to be really good looking when he was younger. He's still pretty alright now, I reckon. I was, kind of like, I was like, why have you got Instagram if you're quite obviously blind at this point?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Donny's hair's got better. I know you loved the booth, but I think the booth it was a lot... It went through a phase... I might have to show you the many phases of Donny. I don't mind hair. a bit of height because if you look at Dan Miller from Dan Miller from O Town, his hair is very tall. But D- Danny, Donnie's Donny's was well, Danny's as well. Jordan, they all had mental hair, but it was the fashion. <laughs> I know that. Do we so. need
0: to introduce a new category for like having a standout hairstyle? Mm, maybe
1: <laughs> because
0: we could definitely bring in Chris mm.
1: Kirkpatrick. Oh. I found the most amazing in-sync picture this week while I was looking at other things, (laughs) which I will show you. I'm not going to... We won't pause or anything, but it is quite incredible. I sent it to the girls at um, Girl, Were You Alone? And they were like, hmm. And I said, sorry, who the fuck? Here we go. Oh, my... (laughs) I worked my way along from
0: the left. It took me a moment to get to the middle... That's like someone has <laughs> is um, won a special competition um
1: spend the day with NSYNC. Spend like, the day as a member of N I feel like JC's wandered into some pimp wannabe convention <laughs> like the rest of the Oh, are I've pinking. only just seen that
0: Jerry's in Leopard print <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he still has that jacket. <laughs> oh my god, when we do our first podcast photo shoot, is that can we get jackets like that? Yeah. Can we photone for- it?
1: Yeah, we'll so that's that's gonna be the verb from now on. Let's forone it. I might put this on our Instagram. Do it right Share now. Share it. Yeah, why not? So that was fun. What other news? Uh, Other boy band news. Tony Mortimer was on Pointless Celebrities. Was he? Yes. Is that the one you were watching before you came over today? Yeah, and I
0: was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late, but I'm stuck in... I, again, got stuck in a loop of Pointless Celebrities. So, I don't know if our American listeners will even have a version of Pointless. Yeah, I don't know. Pointless is a very British programme. It's a lunchtime quiz show that's on the BBC, and the aim of the game is to score the lowest number of points... So they survey a hundred people, and it's something like, "Can you name a number one song from 1999?" Yeah, and the you know if two people name an NSYNC song, the score is two. If a hundred yeah. people name, it, and the aim is to get a pointless answer. So yeah, the one zero. That some a correct answer to the question that no one else had got. So the aim is to be pointless. And then they have a celebrity version of this, which is called Pointless Celebrities. Which always makes me laugh. Best TV programme name ever. <laughs> Tony Morton was on. He was... Um, it's You go in two, so he was on with Rowetta. Remember Rowetta? Yeah, from X Factor. Mond- yeah, but originally the Happy Mondays singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also Chesney Hawks.
1: Oh, I love Chesney.
0: Uh, Tony Ma- Tony, and Rowetta got down to the final two. Well
1: done. Which is quite good. Who did they lose I mean, to? it's only out of
0: four. <laughs> they lost to, I want to say... Tim Vincent and Anna Ryder Richardson. Oh, okay. I lost focus when he got out.
1: But then, <laughs> so this I was doing this on
0: iPlayer. It yeah. looped me into the next one, oh. which had Boy's Life on it.
1: Oh, this is what you texted Keith me. Keith Duffy
0: and Brian McFadden.
1: Yeah, they were on one. Did how did they do?
0: They they also didn't win. I think they may have got down to the final two as well. But yeah, so if you're in the UK, go and look at this this week's editions of Pointless Celebrities.
1: My friend Shemi's been on it a few times paired with like James Cracknell. He's hot. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, this is the
0: article that I tweeted you, not tweeted you, that I messaged you the other day about Matt Goss being banned from Tinder.
1: Well, and I replied <laughs> with a screenshot of what happened to me when I logged into Tinder 2 weeks ago.
0: Why did you get banned from I Tinder? I don't know
1: why I'm banned from Tinder. I think it probably is because I've deleted my Facebook and I think it's probably a glitch oh, because okay. it's linked through Facebook, powered by Facebook. But I prefer to believe that I live in a world where I'm banned from Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder what I did.
0: <laughs> I deleted my Tinder because I was just, well, one, I kept get, getting given a, a guy that I used to work with. Oh, no. And I was like, Do I didn't want to swipe no on him because that's just really rude but do you know why
1: that happens because
0: it's linked through Facebook
1: no because if you right if you have you have to swipe yes or no yeah so if at any point you've swiped no and he's come back around again it's because he said yes to you oh really
0: mm. oh god maybe you
1: should reconsider
0: I did have a mini crush on him at one point oh. until I actually got to know him <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so yeah I used to I went through a phase of screenshotting not so much Tinder but the ones on Bumble yeah of screenshotting the oh, really yeah. weird ones. I mean, at one point, I got offered a guy that was sat naked on the toilet in a garden. Oh, that was... happens
1: a in a garden. <laughs> that happens a lot. Toilet ones. I've got offered a bunch of famous people on Bumble. And I once got James
0: from, who's the James that was in Hollyoaks and then went on to present T four.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Him, but i I with those ones i never like is that you or is that someone pretending to be you
1: yeah oh catfishing you yeah yeah. i was chatting because that was the whole
0: so the reason this came about the reason matt (laughs) goss got banned from tinder he set himself up a tinder profile and people (laughs) kept reporting the profile as being a catfish this is someone pretending to be matt goss and he was like no it was actually me but they banned me yeah that's, that's, that's my, amazing. That's my I most love that. fun
1: bit of news of the week. Well, I have a couple of bits I want to talk about. I've got, a, I've a, got, a got quick more. one. Oh. Okay, go on. When I was, oh, you're, you've got a massive list. So, well, I'm going to interject with Harry Styles, because, you know, <laughs> Harry, he uh, is not playing Prince Eric in the human live action mm. version of The Little Mermaid. Three days ago, they said confirmed, E! News confirmed, Harry Styles is playing Prince Eric. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I read this morning that he's turned it down. (laughs) So there's been lots of rumours, back and forth, back and forth. But the BBC, um, as we know. Uh, And I can
0: verify that he's not because it also went out via my works news feed. And we only report things that we have verified from a official source. Yes. So he's not doing it.
1: He is not doing it.
0: I mean, I've no fucks to give either way. We know how I feel about Disney. I wouldn't watch it. Even if you, I don't even understand the difference between cartoon and live action. And mm.
1: I watched uh, Dunkirk last weekend. Oh, because that was getting it. offered to
0: me on a plane.
1: So it got offered to me on. I think it was on Amazon Prime. It must have been new to Prime or something. Yeah. And I went, yeah, go on, I'll watch it. And it wasn't like it's not an easy watch. But
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I enjoyed it. And Harry was. Great. I don't want to ruin
0: the end for you, but yeah, I mean, they die.
1: They don't die they don't they come back and right at the end they're on a train in the uk and harry wakes up and he bangs on the window at these kids playing and he goes where are we and he goes woking (laughs) i went yes yeah woking but um (laughs) but he was excellent but in all the press that he did because i've watched all of that on youtube he said he wouldn't do another he doesn't want to act he's glad he did it and he was gave it a try. Really good, but yeah, he doesn't want to act. I think he found it a lot more of an effort than he had anticipated. Well, will you start
0: with a World War II film, dude? yes Like start lighthearted. Do <laughs> a rom com. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have Do a walking part in a Bri- rom com. Be Prince Eric in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, um, Elvis. You are taking up quite uh, talking a lot of space. boy
0: bands. Making it wasn't even a cameo for him, wasn't it? Hanson made a cameo appearance on an episode of Neighbours
1: what <laughs> this is how out of the soap loop i am
0: so ne- this week neighbors neighbors the world's greatest soap opera don't want to come down on uh the american ones i watch endlessly when i'm over there which is all my oh, something
1: children, days of our lives yeah. or whatever
0: uh one of the greatest soaps ever neighbors set in australia at the fictional borough of erinsborough
1: i've actually been there have
0: you yeah well is it not fictional
1: the road, Ramsey Street, is a real street. It's called Oak Court and it's just outside Melbourne in a suburb called Wadding. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. So, yeah, they had a music festival. It was the Lasseter's Music Festival. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> it was great. So, I haven't watched the episode. Did Stefan Den- Dennis perform? No. Oh. So, but I did this morning discovered there is a Neighbours fan podcast called Neighbours.
1: <laughs> That's clever. That's and okay. they do
0: a weekly review of what's gone on. there this week's episode is on this, and they're fucking hilarious. They're brilliant. So shout out to the girls. Um, and they had a. a guy a male guest on this week as well they are Aussies it's fucking brilliant and I've not actually watched Neighbours for so I mean it's got to be a good 10-15 years and well I know I could probably pick it up immediately anyway because it's the same storyline running but they just made it even though I hadn't watched it they made it so much fun listening to what was going down in the episode
1: and Hanson were on it
0: yeah so they did they performed in I want to say in the cafe yeah Daphne's uh no it's Harold's now oh See, this is how out of the loop we are. We don't know what the cafe in Neighbours is called anymore. Is the pub still called
1: The Waterhole? I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: And they played a song called Penny Something. Oh, yeah, Penny and Me. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What their a shame two, they didn't do the M'Bop.
0: Well, there was a bit of... Listen to Neighbours. There's right. a big discussion as to why they should have done M'Bop.
1: Because it's the song everybody knows. Because it's an M'Bop. It's so <laughs> good. Absolute
0: an absolute M'Bop. Uh, yeah, that's it. And... The other thing I wanted to talk about this week was there's been a little bit of a raft of new boy band discoveries on our Twitter Oh, that I followed for you. Uh, for me. <laughs> so that you will be like, who the fuck are these people now? And so new boy band Claxon, coming out of the Simon Cow Camp, uh, a product of a Spanish language singing competition, which is co-produced oh. by... Simon Cow and Ricky Martin. Is this CNCO? La Banda. No. Oh. Yeah, so CNCO, it's pronounced chinko, as in the Spanish word for Five. Uh-oh. Uh,
1: See they, what they did there.
0: Yeah, they, they've been around for a couple of years, but they're out promoting a new single at the minute, so we're getting a lot of stuff coming up on our feed. They've just won three awards at this year's Billboard Latin Music Awards, so I think. And I've watched one of those youtube things they've done with the radio station they seem really good
1: fun yeah about they them? did um they sang a whole bunch of different boy band songs that's the one yeah, i watched that's yeah that's what i watched uh, another cow think, boy band we just can we stick with cnco because you know we love laminate and <laughs> you know i just think cnco is better <laughs> and five sauce Kunko.
0: Kunko. costco yeah Uh, another cow boy band product is a shape of american canadian boy band called pretty much
1: they are the ones i followed all of them are they the ones with the tans
0: yeah right uh scottish boy band called the proclaimers
1: no no (laughs) no (laughs) no
0: close they're called just the brave Five Beasts, Fionn, Archie, Sammy, Dylan and Leo. They only got together in January. They're currently unsigned. They're playing lots of local festivals Where and things like that. Where did you like find that. them? They had been followed online by Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon.
1: <laughs> Is that how you found them? <laughs> no, I found them
0: because they played a song at a local festival they did recently and sung it in tribute to the little girl. Remember the six year old Alicia MacPhail that was yeah. killed on the Isle of Bute? Mm. They did it as a tribute to her, so oh, they made sweet. the news in Scotland because they got all teary as they were doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and still in the UK, yet another cow byproduct boy band called United Vibe. Mm. These guys were handpicked by Robbie Williams to form a boy band on X Factor last year. Right, didn't watch it. Oh okay, I'm, I was looking at you because I'm like I watched Amy's of... going to save me no, here like, I Amy watched some of the
1: auditions up. because that's the only really part I like and I didn't and I watched the final because Take That performed. <laughs> that's it, sort that's of oh, watched. Yeah,
0: United Vibe. They're playing at the Tame Food Festival at the end of September. Oh, it's
1: just up the you road. You can buy meet and greet
0: tickets for 25 pounds. Oh. They are all about 60, though it's going to be a bit weird if you and I show up.
1: Yeah, like that's not even we're old enough to be their mums because we're well, we're too old to be their mums. <laughs> I, I te- yeah, they could technically be one of their grandmas. Yeah. Good. Well, my final piece of boy band news is a goodie. Oh. And again, I think we touched on this last week, I can't remember, but Lee Ryan from Blue... On Celebs Go Dating. <laughs> I had a bit of a Celebs Go Dating marathon yesterday. No, I've not watched it, despite the fact that I, I instructed you
0: to watch yes. it. I was like, I am busy, you must watch this. So I watched the first episode,
1: and I was like, mm, I've, I've never really loved it as a TV show, Celebs Go Dating. But actually, it is fucking genius. Because, do you know Rob Beckett, who does the voiceover? Yes. He is... Fucking hilarious. Now, I
0: know Rob Beckett from Taskmaster.
1: Okay. That's. He he did. Game show. Yeah, so it's a
0: a game show for comedians.
1: Okay. So he. is very similar to, like, the Come Dine With Me yeah over voiceover. So I takes believe the piss he'll, out he'll, of every, Irreverent humour. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so he calls Lee Ryan, Lee Ryan from Blue, every single time. <laughs> I think it's because... I believe we should adopt that approach. <laughs> I think it's because when he announced, he was like, oh, hi, I'm Lee Ryan from Blue. That's how he, like, <laughs> Like, his surname himself. is yes. Ryan from Blue. Ryan from Blue. But there's other... Reality. It's all everyone else on it is a reality TV person. There's um Lauren Goodyear from Towie, Lady C, who obviously did her shit. Um, there's a girl from Love Island, a guy from Love Island, and some someone else. Oh yeah, another Towie person. So they're all reality people apart from Levi. Towie for those
0: of our international listeners is a you know scripted reality called The Only Way Is Essex. Based down the road from where my uh, auntie and cousins live. Mm. My auntie Marion is the district nurse for the area where all the TOWI people live. She knows all their secrets won't tell me shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was originally pitched as being like the hills but <laughs> it's in Essex so yeah. bad luck. So I
0: feel we need to apologise to LJ from Bygones here because I think she's from Essex. Oh
1: sorry LJ and Ellie. Yeah. Eleanor.
0: Take it back if you're not. <laughs>
1: So he went, he went out and he met this girl, and he's like a child. He behaves like <laughs> a child. And I think there's an element of him having a bit of ADHD or something along those lines. Yeah, but
0: most ex-boy band members are slightly man-child.
1: Yes, because they've been in that environment since they were very young. Yes,
0: surrounded by yes-men from Correct. when they were teenagers.
1: Exactly. So he went out on a date, didn't really get on well, didn't get click with her. And so they set him up with another girl, and they showed, her his, they showed him her picture. And he was like, hmm... I don't really rate her, I don't really fancy her or whatever, which is just fucking typical of men. He goes out, he meets her, he really likes her, they've got loads and loads in common. <laughs> do
0: they then show her the clip of him looking at her picture going, no. okay, because sh- it. if it was my programme, that's what I'd do.
1: <laughs> I'm sure she will watch it back there and go, thanks very much, Lee Ryan from Blue. So they're on their second date, and they're talking about what who they've dated in the past and what their ideal woman is mm. or ideal man is. And... Lee Ryan from Blue goes, um, so who's your ideal man? And Rob Beckett, the voiceover goes, Anthony Costa from Blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And then there was a bit later when he went into, um, he met with Simon Webb his bandmate and he went in to record a song <laughs> he went into the booth and started singing without warming up. And the, it was the worst noise I've ever heard come out of someone's mouth. It's... And
0: we've watched the upside down documentary.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's so entertaining, but o- overall, even though he comes off as a, a real child, He's a really nice bloke. Like, he really does come yeah. up as a nice guy. But my biggest issue is that I get Blue and Another Level muddled up. And I don't really <laughs> ever think that I did do that until they showed a picture of Anthony Costa. And I was like, oh, it's Dane Bowers. And I was like, no, no, Amy, it's not, it's, not, it's not the same one.
0: We should start planning out our November, December, January, because it's going to be peak boy band sign oh. time. Because Lee Ryan from Blue will almost definitely do Panto. And there will be a swathe of boy ba- mm. our previous, like, former boy band members That's coming true. out into Panto. I'm sure I found one. I'm sure that Shane from... Boyzone Bo- or West Side. Because there's, <laughs> there's a Shane in both.
1: Oh, the one with the it's tattoos. Shane
0: from Boyzone. Thank you. What's his surname? Lynch. That's it, yes. Sure, I only know that because of... Um, Kiwi, I... The oh, girls from yes. Bewitched. Yeah, I course. know that yeah. Kiwi's called Kiwi Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> What's Kiwi's twin called? No fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Adele. Thank
0: you. I'm sure he's doing one with another member of a boy band. I oh. forgot to screenshot it when I found it. Yeah. But we need to be primed ready to pounce and get front row what, tickets are you telling me that you're going to gonna force me to go and see panto boy band pantos for the first time since yeah
1: i was a child
0: front row as well we're definitely doing it front row
1: okay all right well on that note we're gonna come back in a minute with our next picks for
0: do we not want to ask all our uk listeners to be on panto watch for us uh,
1: go ahead it's done it's done yeah. <laughs> Right, so hot off the press, uh,
0: Shane Lynch is in Panto in Time Tide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably sold out by now. <laughs> it's, it's August, Amy. Oh. oh, I wish we could explain Panto better <laughs> for our American <laughs> listeners. So you're just going to have to come to the UK at Christmas and attend the. We'll do our first
0: live show. At Christmas time, when everyone flies in, we can arrange a group, band because Panto's cheaper when you do a group booking.
1: Okay, so we'll take everyone together, and also we'll do our first live podcast while everyone's here, so we can guarantee an audience. (laughs) (laughs) Right, it is the Spotify Ultimate Boy Band Playlist time. Oh, okay, that's not what I opened up on my phone. Well, that is what we're doing. Excellent news. (laughs) And last week, we left off with the song Simon Webb coming around again Simon yeah. Webb from Blue from now on all of the members of Blue are going <laughs> to have to be from Blue from Blue so Simon Webb from Blue so my song following on from that is today's from today's featured boy band boy band of the week another level
0: you've just ruined the entire rest of the episode
1: Yes, yeah, sorry about that so if you if the, you didn't want a spoiler even though the episode is entitled freak me <laughs> <laughs> The song is Freak Me. Uh, You'll hear more about it in today's episode, but it is their biggest hit, basically.
0: My choice for this week's contribution to the Ultimate Boy Band playlist is a 2002 song by American boy band B2K. It features P. Diddy. Heard of him?
1: Um, I know um, how
0: uncool we are.
1: I mean, Yes. In his various guises.
0: <laughs> it's taken from the album Pandemonium. Pan- <laughs> do, it, do it again. It's <laughs> like trying to say phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. I'm normally the
1: one that can't fucking say words. Do it
0: again. It's because I wasn't prepared for this entire segment. I was still caught up in Shay Lynch in Tyneside. Uh, it's taken from their album Pandemonium. Well pronounced. Written by R. Kelly. Oh, it Shame. became B2K's first top ten hit on the Billboard Hot 100, reached number one
1: in February 2003. It is Bump, Bump, Bump. It's a great track. It's fucking brilliant. I didn't know what Zoe was talking about, then she played it to me and I sang it along. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, I do Bump, Bump, Bump. Yeah, it's a good song. So that's this
0: week's additions to the Ultimate Boy Band Playlist. Great. You'll find it in the same place you find it every week. Spotify. It's got quite a few followers on it. It's really it? weird. Yeah, we've got quite a few followers on our Spotify account. That's
1: great. Odd, yeah. Maybe I should start following us. <laughs> you can't, because
0: aren't you logged in as us?
1: I don't know. You
0: are, because I know what podcasts you listen to on Spotify. Oh,
1: is it Amanda's <laughs>
0: Academy? <laughs> yes, yes, the only one I listen to.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so let's move on from that then, and we'll jump straight into Boy Band String Theory, which had a really good reception last week when we launched yeah. it.
0: I didn't realise people quite got us as as much as they apparently
1: do we just it wasn't something that we just conceived while midway through a boy band we were like do you know what and in fact we've had the conversation again today every time we do a boy band the it's all linked it's all incestuous a lot of the names you've just mentioned in that song choice feature in today's boy bands of the week so it's funny how they're all linked so we knew we needed a subject zero <laughs> I love that you call <laughs> Donny Wahlberg's basically ground zero yeah. so he is subject zero was, I was
0: trying to remember have you ever seen the what's the film with not Robert De Niro who's the actor that's like Robert De Niro but Al Pacino. not him? no oh it's I was so sure it's the film about a monkey bites someone and spreads outbreak his, yes yeah
1: who's the actor in it is it, is it Dustin Hoffman?
0: yes that's <laughs> who I'm thinking of <laughs> I was trying to remember what they call the first monkey oh. or the first person that gets the disease oh, that see. they say that Is they it used to, yeah, that's it? where it came from
1: <laughs> oh was <it's> so funny <laughs> oh good okay Zoe so go string theory yeah so this has been popular everyone likes this I'm quite
0: shocked mm. at how much enjoyment they're getting out of it
1: so we're going to re-eat-wind re rewind to boy bands we've already done yeah put together
0: a little back catalogue yeah why not let's do this working towards i'm trying to get my head around how we do because this weekly thing which is just a circle this is boom to boom to boom to boom to bomb bomb it's quite easy it's putting it all together in a big Mm. picture i found something i'm going to stylize it on but we might need to bring in assistance someone that's slightly more creative than me so we're going back into the back catalog. I am going to the first boy band that I did. Yep. Which was Bros, right? Way way back in episode 2 called Drop the Boy. We did British boy band Bros who were also my first technical boy band boy band, first yeah. boy band I fell in love with. So Bros to subject 0. Yes, Let's go for it. Begin. Bros member Craig Logan, as you'll all remember from the episode, Craig left Bros early. Had enough, decided it wasn't for him went into the music biz so he was working as an A&R man for Sony mm-hmm. uh Epic Records he then left Epic and set up his own company called Logan Media Entertainment International they manage artists Catchy. so right <laughs> it's called LME for short oh okay like mm-hmm. elements is it LMEI like,
1: though cuz it's um Logan Entertainment m- Management International no okay <laughs>
0: Among the artists he's worked with, Robbie Williams, Pink. Who? Sade.
1: Yep.
0: Dido. 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 Thank you. (laughs) But on his roster is Anastasia. Mm. She is one of the artists he managed. Anastasia, on her album Heavy Rotation, which was out in 2008, had a track called I Can Feel You, Mm. which was written by Neo. Yep. And he, in turn, still in 2008, sung with the world's greatest boy band, New Kids on the Block, on their album The Block. He did a track. Subjective. <laughs> he did a track called Single with them. One of my favourite songs ever. I think I might know that one. The one that Donnie uses. Well, not anymore. Oh, that's why I know it. It's <clears> a makeout song.
1: That's why. So,
0: boy band string theory from Bros to New Kids on the Block is Bros stroke Craig Logan. Step one, Anastasia. Step two, Neo. Step three, Nuke's on the Block, stroke Donny Wahlberg.
1: Excellent. It's a three-step theorem. Okay. You going to play the game? Yeah, I'll play. I'll bite. I'm also going to go back to the first boy band I did on the podcast. Okay, remind me. LFO. Oh. <laughs> the light, funky ones. This is not a competition. It's not a competition. This is just our way of getting you worked hard on this. (laughs) I worked very hard on this. So LFO had a music video that new kids on the block were in. Job done. <laughs> I fucking quit you. <laughs> it's not really a circle, this one. It's more of a straight line. <laughs>
0: I can make it into a
1: circle. Yeah, why phone. not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is this week's Boy string Theory. We will do another level at the very end yeah. of
0: Thank you for your story. contribution there, Amy
1: Long. <laughs> You're very welcome. I really enjoyed it. I love you the You literally fact... just
0: sat and watched <laughs> me do... 25 minutes. I know I can do this. I know I can do this. There has to be a way in.
1: And I was like, I'm going to do LFO. Easy. <laughs> Boom. You're a dick. Right. <laughs> After this, Boy Band of the Week, another level. Boy Band of the Week. Oh, should we sing it? Have you ever switched your ways to boy band settings?
0: Yeah, I did when it first came out, and it very, very quickly annoyed me. Yes. Turn left. No, go away,
1: please, now, immediately. Although I do feel we should do it whenever we road trip from now on. Why not? We'll give it a go. So I'm going to preface this week's Boy Band of the Week by saying Boy Bands. If you guys could have some more easily Googleable names, <laughs> that would be great. I'm looking at you another level. Take that. It is. I, really I also t- want
0: to bring in here who I've been pre researching this week hmm. Boy Band V. <laughs>
1: Yes, because you can put the word band in, but
0: it doesn't, Uh, anyway, you put another level and band, I bet you get lots of things about gastric surgery.
1: No, you don't, but you get things about like music related stuff, but they talk about how it was on another level and, yeah, Uh, so Anyway. Thanks, guys. I'm glad we're starting this week's off on a positive note. Formed in 1997, another level was a British soul and R&B-influenced boy band consisting of... Here are the names. (laughs) Mark Barron, Dane Bowers, Bobak Kinoush, and Wayne Williams. Also, Wayne Williams is the name of a serial killer in the US, (laughs) and... So he was even harder to find information about and he was also somebody um who worked at Jive Records who signed R. Kelly. So Wayne the, a Williams. A different one, very common name. Yeah so common name. Wayne
0: Williams that's the Atlanta Monster murder, Yeah. Right. Who also works in the music biz.
1: Right. That's right. That was that so was that I was put... his
0: excuse for, for picking up young boys was I was trying to put together. I don't know if it was a boy band, but you know, I work in the music industry. I'm trying to give these boys a better life. So so that when was I Wayne put Williams. Wayne
1: Williams, musician. <laughs> it's Still, all roads <laughs> went back to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, guys. I'm going to give you some background on the members first of all. Okay. it that way around. So, mm-hmm. firstly, do you want to know
0: how many of them I could name?
1: One. One before before now. Yeah. Not even Bobak. No. Okay. Well, Bob- I apologize, Bobak. Bobak grew up in Bryan he was born on November the 1st 1978 in the UK to Iranian parents they then moved out to Iran but came back to the UK when he was seven I think all the Gulf War and yeah all, all that kind of thing affected their decision. so he found himself alienated and stuck to studying and became even more introverted when his best friend was killed in a train accident oh Jesus I know it gets better though don't okay. worry. This is not the Neutrons again. <laughs> he became a big fan of rap and in particular Tupac Shakur. Bobak played basketball at a national level and he met Wayne when they were both working in a barbershop. He was also it's like an actual barbershop not a Not a quartet. I knew you were going to say that
0: as well. (laughs) Do you know why that is? Because this morning, did you see the thing on Twitter this morning? No. About Dick Van Dyke? No. So Dick Van Dyke was trending on Twitter this morning. Everyone was like, shit, he died. But it was. Hang on,
1: well, well, he's not dead yet. (laughs) No.
0: He'd been filmed in a diner singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with a barbershop
1: quartet. It's the best video ever. I will go find that after this. (laughs) So Bobak was then discovered by Alexander McQueen while working in a bar in Brighton. And he ended up being a model for about six months.
0: Okay, when you said Alexander McQueen, that's not... Obviously, I know who Alexander McQueen is. My head immediately went... Steve McQueen? No, Alexander (laughs) (laughs) O'Neill.
1: No, not him. So, Mark Barron, born the 17th of August, 1974 from Chigwell, Essex. 17th of August. Yes.
0: It's only Warburg's birthday. Yeah, and
1: 1974.
0: Same year I was born. Yeah, that's
1: right. He's just a couple of weeks older than you. He's
0: Zoe adjacent. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so Mark wasn't an academic child. His dad later said they uh, suspect, looking back, that he had ADD or something similar. Mark was discovered by a modelling agency while working... In a cat litter factory. I don't think <laughs> he was discovered in the factory. I think that was the time in his life he was working in the if factory. You're, like
0: a model spotter, you're kind of like, where should we go today? Should we go to the show Live? Should we go to Topshop?
1: Cat we... litter. No? Kit, yeah. Kitty litter. So he's... What do you do in a cat litter factory? Fuck knows, mate. You probably watch machines and... Make bits roll up paper into tiny, tiny balls. <laughs> I don't know. So he spent four years doing catwalk. Uh, modelling in <laughs> Milan and also did a lot of modelling in the teen magazines. Okay. That sort of thing. So Wayne Williams, he was described as the driving force behind the band. Couldn't find his birthday because Wayne Williams, the serial killer, was born in... Well, he's 60. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was in the year above Dane at school. So we can assume he's a year older than Dane. We'll get to Dane in a minute. So Wayne grew up in Kilburn, North London, where his dad was a DJ... He was entranced by Jodeci in the 90s and he opened a lunchtime lunchtime club at his school to play the music that bands like Jodeci were producing. The music style was called New Jack Swing and it was developed in the 80s in New York by Teddy Riley and Sean Combs recognize that name? i do
0: recognize that name <laughs> i'm just making i'm making them um, boy band string theory notes as we go along
1: so sean combs or i don't know if it's combs or coombs also known as puffy also known as puff daddy also known as p diddy also known as diddy i don't know what he's currently known as but we're sticking with sean combs so new jack swing had more of an urban vibe than the soulful sounds of the 80s at that stage Wayne was a dancer in his mid-teens and performed at shows for Nike and Adidas all over Europe.
0: I like how you use the American pronunciation of Nike, Nike, mm. but the English pronunciation of Adidas.
1: Well, I went with English because actually it's also the same as the German pronunciation. Because having listened to Business Wars... <laughs> yes. So I know it's Nike, I know that, but Adidas, the guy was called Adi Dassler, Dassler. Yeah. So it's not Adidas, no. America. It's Adidas. So anyway, he was dancing all over Europe. (laughs) He also played guitar and piano and was clearly an exemplary student at the Brit School. Oh, in Croydon. He's a Brit School student. 100% correct.
0: Croydon, technically in Surrey.
1: Technically, yes. Yes, that's right. Dane Bowers, born 27th of November 1979. That is Elvis (laughs) snoring. Is the son of a Cuban Jamaican soul DJ called Andy Jackson. And he was born in Sutton. South London. Also technically Surrey. Correct. He was allegedly kicked out of private school and then enrolled at the Brit school in Croydon where he first met Wayne. Dane was a British karate champ and despite being relatively bright, was far more interested in sport than academia. He studied drama, but then he ended up singing in an end of term concert and everyone was blown away by his voice because they didn't know he could sing And there's a a Guardian article that I was reading and it basically said the way that Dane and Wayne tell this story, it sounds like a story out of the movie Fame, you know, because it was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, so he's on stage acting and then suddenly he starts singing and everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy can sing. So Another Level was formed by Nick Raphael and Christian Tattersfield, who felt there was a gap in the market for a multiracial boy band. They had a new record label called Northwest Side Records, which was a subsidiary of BMG in the UK. They they had also signed Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records unit in 1998. Due to Northwest Side's marketing as an urban record label, a number of R&B and hip-hop stars guested on Another Level's songs, which included Jay-Z, Ghostface, Killer and TQ. Zoe's so writing these down again. <laughs> so there are two stories told on how the band was put together. Darian's just texted us to the group <laughs> chat saying, I'm tempted to buy a meet and greet. <laughs> there aren't any, Darian. So one story says Raphael and Tattersfield asked future epic a Joe Charrington, to put the group together and then manage them. Joe Charrington left her job at BMG in 1996 to put together and manage the R&B boy band Another Level alongside John Reed. Now, John Reed managed Queen and Elton John. He stopped managing Elton John in 1998, presumably to go to another level. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Charrington... He,
0: it was... Um... I hope I'm not getting the wrong person now. John Reed had a huge drug problem and elton cited him as when he was trying to go dry that being around john reed wasn't helpful to him right in, in like he needed to be in an environment where you know he could be dry right but i think that was way way before this okay. so and they also at one point had a romantic liaison they, did. they were, to, they like were together. together
1: before he managed elton john yeah but not for a very long time
0: about six years i think yeah yeah okay i suppose
1: in the elton john scheme of
0: things six years isn't a long time
1: (laughs) he's been alive quite a long time so joe charrington recruited the Well, the story says that joe charrington recruited the members by auditioning singers predominantly from the brit school with the band originally consisting of five members there was another member michael kempster who left the band shortly after they were formed to pursue a solo career I mean, How's that I, going
0: for you, Michael? I
1: haven't heard anything about him. <laughs> couldn't Couldn't find him either on Google. However, second story tells it ever so slightly differently. They say a key early endorsement came from label mate Jay-Z when he guested on their first single, Be Alone No More. The story the band tell is that Jay-Z spotted them when Mark sent him a demo tape along with a postcard that featured a woman barely wearing a Union Jack flag. <laughs> The band were already hanging out together and beginning to record, having all met via the Barbershop Connection. The truth is that Dane and Wayne had approached Northwest Records, but were sent away to find some more members, eventually returning with Boback and Mark. Jay-Z agreed to perform a guest rap, and then he himself claimed on a UK visit that he had indeed found the band, <laughs> and in a sense, by donating a guest rap to an unknown act, he had. The story that went to the press that Jay Z found the band then became reality," says Raphael. Yeah, I mean, when
0: so when one member of the press is writing a story, they will look for what have other people written before. Where can I get my facts from? And if that's one of the first things that's put out, it then
1: becomes, yeah, the truth. Right. So just a little bit more on Joe Charrington, who is a female Joe Charrington. After John Reid left the management business, Jo Charrington joined up with Simon Fuller. After five years in management, she was approached by her old London Records colleague and North West Side Records founder Nick Raphael to join him at Epic Records, which was a division of Sony Music, as we know. The duo worked together for 14 years, 10 at Sony before moving to Universal to restart London Records, which is now known as Capital UK.
0: That bit I didn't know. So, London Records used to be like there used to be loads of boy bands on London Records mm. when I was younger. Right. I spent many a day
1: hanging outside the London Records head <laughs> office, which is at the bottom of Putney Bridge. Oh, okay. So, other artists signed or discovered by Joe Charrington Five Seconds of Summer, Sam Smith, Aloe Black, Big Brothers, Charlotte Church, G4, Imogen Heap, JLS, Lamar, Olly Murs, Paloma Faith, Russell Watson, and Scouting for Girls.
0: I love Scouting for Girls. They're oh. one of those bands. No, Scouting for Girls. I love the Elvis song. Elvis Ain't Dead.
1: I don't think I know that one.
0: But, you know, you just get those
1: random one tracks. You're
0: kind of like, I fucking love that. I and then, But when you dig in deeper, they're, it's like not necessarily their style and you don't like the whole thing i
1: think scouting for girls have got about three songs okay
0: but they're like top loader they get a really bad rap because they have that one song that went really popular and everyone's like mm, i like top loader yeah it's it, that same vibe as yeah. to why there's negativity around them
1: are scouting for girls a boy band
0: no good i think they're
1: too old <laughs> so back to another level their first single was be alone no more which is the one jay-z featured on do you know that song I don't know. You would know I it do. if you heard it. It was released in February 98 and it reached number six in the UK charts. Oh. Not bad for a first record. They also then got the support slot opening for Janet Jackson. Holy shit. On the European Leg of Her Velvet Rope Tour throughout April, May and June of 98. Other opening acts across different regions for this tour include, you might have heard of some of these, In Sync, oh. 98 Degrees, Boys to Men and Human Nature. Now, I didn't write down all of her support but acts. all boy bands. I, only put, I only wrote down the boy band ones. There were other acts as well, but I was like, the ones we're interested in here are these. Mark and Bobak always sang the backing vocals in the band, although Bobak rapped too, knowing that Dane and Wayne had the stronger lead vocals. However, the two did write music together because they were told by E17 that that's where the real money was in the royalties of writing a hit song. Not all of E seventeen. They would know.
0: (laughs) Just the one of E seventeen that made money out of royalties. Probably
1: the thing. The the guys who didn't make the money were like shit, get involved in the songwriting. Oh yeah,
0: because the only one of us that's still got money now is Tony.
1: Yeah. So this was followed in July by Freak Me, which they released, and that went all the way to the top of the charts. So Freak Me is without doubt their signature song and their most successful, being their only number one. Oh, spoiler. Um, (laughs) Freak Me was a cover of the song by American R&B band Silk. It reached number one in the US in 93 for Silk and was also their most successful hit. The Another Level version knocked the Billy Piper song, Because We Want To, off the number one spot and was the 17th biggest selling boy band single of the 90s in the UK. It sold over 415,000 copies. Wow. It was a big song. Yeah. You know that one. I absolutely know that one. That's
0: what I know. Another level four, yeah. But because I was so familiar with the silk version, like I loved the silk version, mm. and then when another level came out with their version, which is the same, the same but different,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> but like really different. It's yeah. not just a kind of like we can sing this. Let's just copy that. It's mm. I love. I mean, I love them both. Yeah, great tune.
1: In November of ninety-eight. Another level released Guess I Was a Fool, which reached number five, and a couple of weeks later, their first album debuted. Another level, by another level, peaked (laughs) at number 13 on the album charts and was certified platinum in April the following year. Epinonymous fucking said it nailed it oh it's actually eponymous oh for fuck's sake <laughs> you added it
0: you added an extra syllable in uh, you didn't need to and then congratulated myself <laughs> eponymously <laughs> eponymously <laughs> titled
1: right let's move on <laughs> i want you for myself was released in january 99 and this was the first single written by the band members to be released this single featured ghost-faced killer and it reached number two do you know ghost-faced killer yeah do you in April 99... <laughs> you
0: think I'm really fucking uncalled, I, No, you? I don't fucking know who it is. I only knew
1: because I Googled it. In April 99, they released a remixed version of their album, Another Level Remixed, along with a remix of Be Alone No More as a double A-side with Holding Back the Years. The single hit number 11, the album 76, but it was a re-release of the same album, and I wonder but if it they'd was... already
0: sold enough copies to go platinum Yeah. On
1: I wonder if it was to coincide with their UK tour, which was underway at that point. So a Guardian article I found uh, followed another level on some of that tour. And it was published on the 16th of May 99. And they said, in the world of modern R&B, the credibility that counts the most is commercial success. With a a number one hit already and adoring female fans, another level are on the way to the respect they crave. But the success of this British group and the sudden success of R&B in the charts in general is about more than just music. It's about a young Britain that, despite everything, is defiantly, vibrantly multiracial. So let's look a bit about the timing and the vibe of R&B in the UK. Wayne said R&B was exactly what he wanted to do with its fusion of musical integrity, Mm. i.e. being able to sing, and ruthless pop exploitation, (laughs) which was the benchmark of success at the time. R&B arrived at exactly the right time. Britpop bands like Oasis were fading and the music business was in a rare lull. Radio 1 had backed Britpop heavily and was in need of something new. The answer was R&B. Jeff Smith, who was then the head of music at Radio 1, had been producing Trevor Nelson's Radio 1 show and they began looking through its playlist for hits finding two number ones straight away, the Fuji's cover of Killing Me Softly and Usher's Spanish guitar vibey ballad, You Make Me Wanna. It's a good track. In 99, the popularity of R&B was erupting amongst British teenagers, with the top 30 dominated by R&B-based hits, mostly from American acts such as TLC, Blackstreet and Janet Jackson, but also from new British bands such as The Honeys. Sales were climbing... And Radio One, which of course was the country's biggest, most influential radio station at the time, was completely on board. Jeff Smith said, It's hip, it's a cool thing, but it's also young and it's rebellious. I think if there was a Britpop of 99, it's R&B. Jeff Smith reckoned that Radio One's young audience was more open-minded about music. The shiny, futuristic world of R&B made perfect pop. Compared to Oasis... For instance, it stars like Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott, who wore like shiny tracksuits and spacesuit-y type mm. outfits. They look like glamorous space creatures. <laughs> he said, there is restless creativity at work on the edges of R&B and styles keep changing. Plus, R&B is sexy. If R&B had a figurehead in the UK, it was Trevor Nelson with his two Radio 1 slots plus a show called The Lick on MTV. Every one of the Another Level fans that was interviewed by The Guardian during this tour said that they listened to his yeah. sessions. It's kind of like John Peel. If you're into yeah. indie, John Peel was your go-to. Yeah.
0: Um, he, Trevor Nelson was the R&B version yeah. of that. It was like, how do I find out? How do I appear to all my peers that I'm in like I'm I've got my first foot through the door I know stuff that's coming out yes. way ahead of everyone else and I'm hip and that's how you do it yeah. it was the same with indie music you'd listen to John Peel sessions yeah. you'd listen to Joe Wiley maybe um, and or Steve Lamac. those mm. like you'd be listening to those DJs because they'd be getting the stuff first yeah. and you could then be like oh yeah I've been listening to them for months and yeah. you only just got on board that <laughs> yeah. but it's that whole kind of you wanting to appear to your peers that yeah. that you're hipper you know more than them that yeah. it's
1: Well, Trevor said himself, uh, my job is to find R&B hits and break them. I've been able to embrace the cool side and the very pop side of it. And it helps. And I think it helps that I'm a black guy doing that. Because if I were a white guy doing it, it might look a little phony. Yeah. So he was a credible person to be doing it. Some people are saying that another level helped to bring R&B to the UK. And I would say that sounds right. Yeah. First R&B boy band. I... R and B vibes about
0: other boy bands that came before them, but UK wise, mm. I would almost say undoubtedly one of the first. Good, the first time when you look at so boys to men had a you know of course a bit, you New addition to some extent. Yeah, had of R and B roots to them. Yeah, but more poppy. But yeah, without a doubt uk boy but all our boy bands before another level would have been like the pure boy band the, yeah. the bad boys inc the take that yeah and none of that's on that vibe at
1: all no no so a little bit about trevor nelson he started out as a dj in the east end he moved from london's warehouse party scene of the late 80s via kiss fm to radio one I've got to shut down the idea that specialist music is for a small number of of people, he says. Before, you had to be black to like it, which is rubbish. Trevor Nelson says his audience is truly multiracial. He DJs in clubs all over the country, and the audiences were always widely diverse, including some all-white gigs in places like Derry. So he was appealing to literally everyone across the entire UK. According to producer Steve Gervier, another key R&B figure who had hits with Take That. He produced Pray, Love Ain't Here Anymore, Why Can't I Wake Up With You and Babe. Um, He said, Trevor Nelson has managed to achieve an impressive visibility without alienating his core black audience. He can portray this to a white world, which is fantastic. Trevor's got real substance. But still, the UK had never really produced a soul or R&B act that had been accepted by America at that stage. That's what another level's job is right now, said Wayne. We want to be part of making R&B and hip hop part of pop's culture. Now, in the US, another level had the backing of record mogul, Clive Davis <laughs> really was all right. Mm-hmm. so was right. Um, so he was obviously influential enough to make or break careers, and a heavyweight backer of R and B, like yeah. all his um artists were R and B. Um, but I couldn't find for love nor money any info on any chart positions or success in the US. But I'm not sure if that was because their career was so short-lived. Yeah, and and also their biggest single, Freak Me, It already been huge for Silk. Right, so.
0: Leave that one with me, I have a source. Okay. In June. It's a scientist, I know.
1: (laughs) Very good. In June 99, another level released the single From the Heart. You'll know that one as well. Uh, There's another well known song, and it featured on the soundtrack to Notting Hill. Oh. Now, this song was written by Diane Warren, who has literally written for the entire music industry.
0: She's. um, Diane Warren is somehow linked to. Whitney Houston. Yes, that's
1: the first name I'm about to tell you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, she's written for... I mean, you're not going to be able to write this fast. <laughs> Whitney Houston, Belinda Carlisle, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, TLC, Aaliyah, Elton John, Cher, Tina Turner, Brian Adams, Selena, Jessica Simpson, Air Supply, Olivia Newton-John, Barbara Streisand, Aretha Franklin, Roy Orbison, Patti LaBelle, Michael Bolton, Sync, Gloria Estefan, Enrique Iglesias, Paloma Faith, Russell Watson, Rod Stewart, Aerosmith, The Cult, Kiss, Ricky Martin, Faith Hill, Meatloaf, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton, Expose, Leanne Rimes, Lady Gaga, Claire Richards, and Westlife and i took out a few that i didn't know <laughs> i feel our
0: link in for boy band string theory here is going to be diane warren to roy orbison somehow that's I'm uh, just a hunch oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> least likely one from the heart reached number six on the uk singles chart in september another level released summertime featuring tq and this hit number seven Their album Nexus followed shortly after, and that also peaked at number seven. Nexus was certified gold, but it was to be their final studio album. Oh, I'm quite sad already. In November 1999, Another Level released their final single, Bomb Diggy, which is my favourite Another Level song. It went to number six and it was also used as the theme tune for a reality TV show on T4, which was called North Hollywood High. And it was about a high school in North Hollywood. And I have a feeling it was a performing arts school as well, but it's really hard to find any mention of it online but that's how I knew that song best was from watching that it was on so T4 was like a a teenage um, slot on a Sunday morning on Channel 4 and it showed the Hollywood Hollyoaks omnibus and a number of other different TV shows and yeah North Hollywood High was on that used to watch it with a hangover another level were nominated for the 1999 Brit Award for British Breakthrough Act but lost to Bell and Sebastian I
0: loved Ben and Sebastian. That was my proper indie phase. I'm not surprised
1: because there was controversy. There was controversy. There was controversy. Controversy. Potato, potato. (laughs) As to whether this should be allowed. Because Steps were also nominated and were arguably the biggest band in the UK at the time. The award was voted for by radio one listeners and there were accusations that the vote had been rigged because bell and sebastian had a large university following and they had been out visiting universities and encouraging them to vote but that's surely that's the point isn't that just campaigning yeah right
0: they they also bell and sebastian fans and they would have been of university age so this was a very early internet time still ish yeah but they would have all had access to the internet yeah I mean, I met a ton of my indie friends on enemy.com They used to have chat boards and mm. it would have all been fans like that right. that would have been able to mobilise in the way that we know One Direction fans did yes. after The X Factor. They were all kind of like, let's make these the biggest boy band on the planet. Yes. They used social media to do that in its own way. The Bell and Sebastian fans at that time... <laughs> were did the that. only yeah. did that but in a smaller way, but in a way that Steps fans probably couldn't have because right. they were all young kids, may not have had internet, didn't have internet access at school, that kind of thing. Or even the inkling to we need to mobilise
1: and make steps win this. Yeah. Whereas the Bell and Sebastian fans did. Yeah. At the end of nineteen ninety nine, Wayne and Bobak both decided they were gonna leave the group. Oh. Again. I've done some research. And I can't find anything other than one small thing on the BBC. So in 2000, the band split. And a BBC news story reported on Tuesday the 27th of June 2000 said, Boy bands Another Level has split up, singer Dane Bowers has announced. The 20-year-old said he and bandmate Mark Barron were calling it a day after notching up over a dozen top 10 hits. The group had been struggling since members Wayne Williams and Bobak Kanush left late last year. They are no longer, it just turned out that way, it's just the sort of natural way it's gone, Bowers told London radio station Capital FM.
0: Yeah, so what was that, it was 2000 and they were put together in 97, 97. so it's, it's a small b- for a boy band yeah. arc isn't
1: it? Yeah. So I looked for articles about the split, I found a blog <laughs> called <it>? uh, Honestly <laughs> Helen, who had done an A to Z of 90s boy bands, so this was, this was her entire feelings on another level another level were never really my cup of tea trying to pass themselves off as Britain's answers to Jodeci or Shay when really they had all the charisma of a sack of potatoes they (laughs) managed to keep it together for three sensational years, their song Summertime with TQ was probably the best thing they ever did, Boback and Wayne left probably because they couldn't bear to sing Let Me Lick You Up and Down Anymore with a straight face (laughs) leaving Dane to attempt a solo career, spoiler alert it didn't go well, it's worth remembering though, if Dane Bower's can record a song with jay-z anything is possible <laughs> and i just found that really funny like Helen. yeah i thought it was good she i also read what she'd written about um take that and new kids as well because i just wanted to kind of get a yardstick and um it was fine so dane bowers is really the only one who remains in the public eye so here we go with his what happened next this is, i'm getting comfy <clears throat> after another level split in 2000. Dane wrote and fronted two UK singles chart top 10 singles for the UK Garage Act, True Steppers. So he was billed then as Dane Bowers from another level. (laughs) It's not as snappy as From Blue. (laughs) No, it's not, is it? No, it's not. Buggin was the first of these. That entered the charts at number six in April 2000. And then Out of Your Mind, which was the first solo... Posh. Yeah, the first solo attempt from Spice Girl, Victoria Beckham. That went to number two. I remember this because it was a fight. I mean, they did so much press to the point that Vic- Victoria got David onto TV shows with her mm. to try and, or she would take him to public engagements to just try and get people to buy her single. Anyway, only hit number two. It was beaten by Sophie Ellis-Bexter, you know, If This Ain't Love, Groove yet, Yeah. I don't like that song. His subsequent chart success led to a solo record deal. And in February 2001, he released Shut Up and Forget About It, a song allegedly written about his relationship with Katie Price. The song peaked at number nine on the UK Singles Chart. Um, then Jerry Duplessis. Duplessy? And Wycliffe Sean. Okay Produced Another Lover Which was released as the al- his album's second single in June 2001 And again that only hit number 9 So Dane ended up getting dropped from his label And his album Facing the Crowd was never released Dane went on to focus on behind the scenes work, writing and producing, including a collaboration for Victoria Beckham's debut solo album in autumn that year on a track called Girlfriend.
0: Do you think there's a big vault somewhere where all these, it never got released? Yes. All There's like a boy band gold mine, somewhere that we could go in with an old, we'd need to take a um, cassette deck and a record player, <laughs> a CD player and an iPod with us. Mm. And we could go in and just spend four years yeah. listening to all these and it never got released yes. tracks.
1: Like Howard's solo album. <gasps> Did Howard have a solo well, album? Yes, There oh, was a Howard. song called Speak Without Words and that he even recorded a video for it. It's in the Take That documentary for the record that they put out in oh. 2005, yeah. So, Dane then began television presenting in (laughs) 2002. He was co-hosting Pop Stars The Rivals Extra with Hayley Evitz, who was a pop idol contestant. In 2004, he wrote and starred in a sitcom pilot called Bow to the Bowers. It was a satirical look at the music industry and it cast Dane as an egotistical, vain version of himself. It also starred... Former STEPS member Lee Latchford Evans and ex brother Beyond star Nathan Moore. But it never made it to the mainstream TV. I need to find it. <laughs> no. I so need to find it. I know. Bow to the Bowers. I've written it down. Yeah, good. Okay. So Dane dated Katie Price in 1998 to 2000. We won't talk about the sex tape. He also dated Sophia Cahill and Alicia Duval, both glamour models. Mm. There are lots and lots and lots of tabloid kiss and tells about him being a love rat. So I think he's dated everyone. But then there's all that. There's
0: Darren Day? Do you know what? All was you know
1: about this. them is, is that
0: this people are always saying Darren Day's a love rat. He just has relationships. They run their course. Yeah.
1: And he moves on to his next. Do you know, I was... That is the words that were going to come out of my mouth were Darren Day. <laughs> because that i never knew anything about darren day except that he was a supposed love rat and then i saw him on celebrity big brother and he was such a wonderful angel man yeah and i was like oh he's not what i expected at all but with those kiss and tells once
0: one person's done one then and they're labeled a love rat Mm. then the type of person that's gonna sell a kiss and tell knows Or if I take my story, Mm. it might just be we met in a pub and we slept with each other. Just a standard, every girl, you know, any standard weekend everywhere across the Mm. UK. But they know they can get money from it and the tabloid will embellish, not embellish a story, they will I
1: mean, Embellish is fine. They will, you know...
0: (laughs) enhance your story so it becomes a
1: a tale of a love rap well lee ryan from blue was saying on celebs go dating that whenever he came out of a club some girl would just get in a picture with him (laughs) and they would take pictures and they were like who are who's this mystery woman it
0: always makes you laugh so when and obviously i don't see it as much anymore in what i'm doing but the daily mail will still use them and these paparazzi agencies would always put their pictures out as uh lee ryan from blue with a mystery woman it's kind of about, actually she's not a mystery woman you just don't know who she is yes like that could be someone from the record company it could be the person that says oh daniel cab's down there let me walk you to it do you know what i mean it's it's just it's not a mystery woman it's a woman that yeah. just happens to be in a picture with them and you and don't know who always she is makes so, me laugh yeah. the best one of them ever was Kirsty alley in i want to say it was about 2006 2007 was photographed in new york walking down the street with a a mystery younger man is she dating a younger you know has she got a younger boyfriend kirstie alley walks down the streets in new york with a mystery you know boyfriend it's kind of like actually that's john knight from new kids on the block there's no fucking mystery here (laughs) by the way is gay (laughs) there's no mystery here i know who he is
1: mystery means you don't know who he fucking is do your research daily mail always made me laugh In 2006, Dane appeared in the follow-up TV show to Totally Scott Lee, I think we've spoken about this, called Totally Boy Band, in which five boy band members from past groups were modelled into a new act called Upper Street. Don't ruin the Upper Street episode. I'm not going to. It says the group featured him alongside Lee Latchford Evans of Steps, they're like best mates, these two, aren't they? (laughs) Jimmy Constable of 911, New Kids on the Block's Danny Wood, and S Club's Bradley McIntosh. Uh, This series commenced on MTV in the UK in September 2006, uh, their first single, we won't talk about it, we don't want to ruin it, it's going to get its it's own episode. episode.
0: Much in in the vein of the episode about Upside Down, I feel. Yeah. In
1: 2007, Dane married his agent, Chrissy Johnston, and they had a son, but they separated two years later. In 2009, he appeared in an episode of Celebrity Come Dine With Me, alongside Bobby Davro, who <laughs> I have worked with, Layla Morse and Danny Bear, where he Layla served... Morse,
0: that's her from EastEnders, isn't it? That is someone famous's yes. sister, who I always Gary forget. Oldman. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so I'm he so rubbish name. Oh, no, we got there. The we got there. What the fuck are we doing a podcast?
1: <laughs> Why got am there. I in
0: charge of boy band String Theory? I can't remember anyone's fucking name.
1: Yeah, but Layla Morse is not a boy band. In, th- in <laughs> fairness to you, so so he served langoustines, beef tenderloin, and bread and butter pudding. His theme for the evening was funky, cool, and fashionable. Okay, Dave, I love bread and butter pudding. so Oh, much. I've never had it ever. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, I don't like raisins. Oh. Mm. probably shouldn't eat then mm. in 2010 he was crowned runner up of Celebrity Big Brother losing out to one of Katie Price's exes Alex Reed. Oh. I feel like oh, I want to go back and watch that again because it's really hard to find our Big Brothers though yeah. screw you Channel 4 um, he then after Big Brother returned to making music and signed with an independent record label called Conehead UK and he recorded a pop album with the first single All She Needs which was written by Jamie Scott and that was released in July 2010. I like how you look
0: that I was going to write the name know, down just, then.
1: I'm just writing it. I'm I've been writing notes
0: all the way through this. <laughs> and you just mentioned Totally Boy Band. And I was like, well, fuck that. That's that's string theory taken that's, care that's
1: of. That's it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I've got we never thought of that. a whole
0: page of notes here <laughs> of names that you've mentioned. I'm kind of like, I might need a, a really wild route in <laughs> to string theory.
1: Like Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just literally goes Dane Bowers, Danny Wood. Cool. <laughs> so 2013 big reunion yes on the 27th of august this is the
0: second big reunion wasn't it big
1: reunion number two yeah we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago so on the 27th of august 2013 another level were on the verge of signing up for the itv2 oh, documentary i did not know that yes but wayne announced at the last minute he wasn't going to take part is that because he was too
0: busy out in Atlanta. <laughs> Serial killing.
1: Um, oh, we i going ruined. I just, I just don't know how to like <laughs> get us out of that. So, yeah, it's, that was clearly a joke. Yes, for I anyone listening. Really. So, no, um, Mark Barron. W- wasn't able to get the time off work to do it now he works for alan sugar he works he's his oh, estate you, manager is it you that's told me this before i don't think so i've definitely been told this oh, before so he works for alan sugar's company ams prop which is a property company mm. he's the estate manager and he's also married to alan sugar's daughter Oh. So he wasn't allowed the time off work to do it, basically. (laughs) So then Wayne was like, I don't want to take part. He said, I decided not to participate in the big reunion because it wouldn't feel right to me. I'm in a totally different space in my life and I don't feel any need to look back. So Dane told the Daily Star another level was supposed to do it, but then Mark said he couldn't because of work. He's married to Alan Sugar's daughter, works for him. You don't say no to Alan Sugar. I was a bit annoyed because he pulled out right at the end surely he would have known earlier but his loss is my gain and then he went on to become part of fifth story which we mentioned a couple of weeks ago fifth story will also get its own episode so we're not going to go into Mm. that either so just a note here back to another level because we mentioned them with the big reunion in their very short time, they achieved seven top ten singles, including the 98 number one Freak Me. So let's not forget how talented they were and how they made it work with the two good singers making way for the two great singers. Like, they were a really united yeah. band. And I
0: I had forgot how good Dame was at singing until I yet again rewatched Totally Boy Band. Yeah. And when they go into the studio and they're writing tracks and laying stuff down and you hear... Lee Latchford Evans trying to put his tracks down and you're kind of like oh okay well you know they can use what's that thing where they do their voices auto tune yeah they can auto tune him and Dane goes in and he's fucking incredible yeah he is like he never misses a note and in rehearsals too you see him in rehearsals yeah it's just astounding his he voice is. he is an excellent and to think singer. that he didn't know like You'd imagine if you can sing like that, you knew all your life you could sing like that. Yeah. That you, you know, well, it was picked he... up when you were singing in the choir at school or something like that. For him to get to whatever his teenage years, yeah. and then all of a sudden,
1: well, he didn't apparently go to the Brit School until he was fifteen, so it was late, late on in his teenage. Still, know you can sing. Like I know. Well, maybe I can he vaguely did... hold a maybe tune. Maybe he did. I know, know I'm not a singer. Maybe he did know he could sing, but he just wasn't a confident singer. Yeah. Okay. And it was then only going when... into a performing arts school Yeah, mm. okay So, on the 30th of November 2014 There were rumours It was widely reported in the press I rumour Another level would make a comeback But literally nothing happened <laughs> There were pictures published in the tabloids of Dane And I think Bobak and Mark But literally nothing happened So all the Another Level fans were like Oh my god, it's happening, it's happening Didn't happen in 2015, Be Alone No More was covered by British producers Philip George and Anton Powers, retitled Alone No More. It debuted at number four on the UK Singles Chart and number one on the UK Dance Singles Chart. And it was all over the clubs that summer, which obviously I know because I go to them okay. Okay. I don't.
0: Hot so, Pants. So I'm going to show you in your nickname now. Hot Pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dane now lives in Dubai. Oh, I, be- I believe. I mean, that might be out of date. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ack lives in LA. He works as a model and he runs a management company. Uh, Wayne Williams allegedly continues to release music in New York, but again, couldn't dive too deep because there are too many of you, Wayne. Mark Barron, as we said, is married to Alan Sugar's daughter, Louise. His LinkedIn says he's the estate manager at Am's Proper States, which is based in Loughton, Essex. And that is the story of another level.
0: Loudoun Essex? Home place of the
1: Casa Tawi. <laughs> there we go, you see? It's, it's literally, literally where my family back. lives. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do you know what? I'm going to admit something. I always really fancied Dane Bowers. He's got a, th- he's one of those, he's got a something. Yeah, he has. Until I saw the sex tape and then I was like, not anymore. <laughs> no.
0: Not seen it, as I'm sure we've mentioned we before. Have. We've talked about on the it the podcast.
1: <laughs> Not really into watching celebrity sex tapes. No. And of course, Dane Bowers has signed on for Bad Boys on the Block, which we have previously discussed. He loves he loves an ensemble boy band, doesn't he? So that's another level. Brilliant. Let's do some science, and we'll be right back with string theory. I think you might know where this one's going. <laughs> What are the points for another level? You really, really want us to
0: jingle this podcast up, don't you?
1: I just want to have the boy band ways voice um. as my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would get a bit weird. Yeah.
0: So the science for another level. Boy bandology. Ooh. I like the verb.
1: UK chart positions, they do really well. mm you know. I mean, they had number one, number two.
0: Yeah, it's good. Nothing for US. We went back and I showed Amy how to do the science on the US charts. We've not sat and done it together before. Yeah. We couldn't find them in any of the mainstream charts in the US. They may, you know, R&B charts, separate thing. Couldn't find them, so nothing for that. Mm. They were together for four years. They have not reformed. No. Style, average style points. I hate to keep saying they were of their time, but... They Were <laughs> yes, they had did not lose any members, they had the ability to play instruments, although they didn't necessarily in the mm-hmm. band. Yeah, songwriting they score quite well. Yeah, you know, they wrote songs that they wrote most of their albums. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: and post career, pretty much on the Dane, basis Dane's of Dane. propping it up basically, yeah. but they yeah, they score quite well. So, where does that leave them in the ultimate boy band chart? Where do you want me to go from, Amy? Top 10. Okay. Do, they, do they make the top ten? No, I mean, you might jump into conclusions. Eh? Yes, they do make the top ten. Okay, let's go from ten. Number ten, BB Mac. Number nine, Damage. Eight is Human Nature. Number seven is a brand new entry. <gasps> it's the boy band that brought R&B back to the UK. It's another level. Yay, number seven. Yeah, number six, PJ and Duncan.
1: Okay.
0: Number five, Criss Cross. Number four, Bros. Number three, three, five... Number two is the Jonas Brothers and number one is the Bay City Rollers. Rollers.
1: Jonas needs repointing.
0: We've said this, we're going to do an end of year chart. They will get repointed.
1: I just, every time It's not going to affect
0: the charts at this stage anyway, because the the, Bay City Rollers are miles ahead. Yeah, Mm. there's a mammoth gap between the two of them. So it's not, even if I did it right now. Yeah they wouldn't push Bay City Rollers off number one. Is it
1: worth mentioning as well that last week we said this week's boy band was going to knock the Bay City Rollers off, but then we changed who we did this week? Yeah, so
0: once I started researching this, what was going to be this week's boy band, I had to shuffle the order around of how we were going to do everything, because the boy band that was meant to be this week's boy band of the week, they come in a succession of... that They're part of a management company that had a succession of... What, what we class as boy bands yeah. and they're all interlinked and they have to be done in order or else they don't so make sense so I yeah. messaged her, kudos to Amy for pulling another level out of the bag <laughs> in one day because I messaged her yesterday and went we have to do these all in order mm. and the and you one you were already a week into research on that boy band as well so yeah, like you've I was done well a lot le- until I was mm. until I said this gets too confusing if we don't do it in the correct order Yeah, I need to Go off and start researching yeah. another big boy band first.
1: And also, you did the Neutrons last week. It was my turn this week, anyway. So, yeah, yeah so I spent a good 24 hours solid <laughs> and now I feel like I'm married to Dane Bowers. So, <laughs> win win. Dane, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> From Dubai.
0: I think he lives near Lisa Scott Lee. Oh, man. And Johnny.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just got a property there and he actually still we does can, live in London. hang out and be buddies. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Another Level, for being awesome. Yeah, that was fun. And They're it was good. fun. And it was positive And there was so much nice stuff. And it, it made me... F- no one died. <laughs> oh, Bob <laughs> had a friend. friend. But, come on, it's not as depressing as my usual stories. So, <laughs> hooray me. <laughs> yeah so uh
0: oh we have a new patreon subscriber but we made a pact not to mention her on the podcast anymore so we can't
1: give her a thank you shout out no instead we'll talk about how gary's doing his big band album next year announced autumn 2020 oh i swear to fuck zoe if it is fucking swing i'm out i hate swing music it's just not my vibe do you think he'd go down that route after Robbie's done it before he him has been known and when I say he has been known on his solo tours he does a swing section I'm not into it I'm not into it but he, it's going to be original music it's not going to be old reproduced covers. okay he's not trying to wrap pack it up okay. I thought you were gonna say he's not trying to rap and the idea of Gary <laughs> Barlow rapping. <laughs> No, so we'll just slip that in there anyway because I forgot to include
0: it in the news earlier. Yeah, that was the that was the announcement when mm. he last week he did the announcement where he announced it nothing. was no announcement. That was the, yeah. it. Yeah, but the actual announcement yeah.
1: was. Yep. So thanks this week go to well the Guardian. Which helped me out with a big article on another level. There was honestly Helen's lovely little blog which <laughs> I really enjoyed. and the BBC there was just there was a lot of sources. I mentioned most of them as we went through. yeah and um, yeah that's it Good thank times. you very much
0: listen if you want to become with our patreon subscribers and get an actual shout out because we're not banned from mentioning you mm. you can <laughs> subscribe from as little as two dollars a month the patreon merch packs are due out any day now you can find that at www.patreon.com forward slash boy every penny really helps we had to order a chunk of books the other week for all the big boy bands we've got coming up we're biographied up to our ears so do please join in there and we're going to start you know feeding
1: out little snippets of information to our patreon subscribers that only they will get yes yes and also the merch costs us money so it helps us towards that too so yeah can't wait for that to go out be really exciting so our social medias we've got at i'm with the boy band on instagram we are the boy band pod on twitter and there is allegedly a Facebook group which I'm definitely in. <laughs> you can find that
0: by searching "I'm with the boy band" on Facebook. You're looking for the Facebook group which you click to join. Yeah, come and join us. It's it's niche. Uh, it's you can growing also though. We've got we are growing. 250 yeah, and it's something. everyone in there is really good fun. Yeah, and also very keen to let us know on anything boy band that happens, which I we love fucking that. love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us your feedback at theboybandpod at gmail.com. I have to give a shout out thanks to someone that contacted us on Instagram this week with a couple of corrections to the neutrons episode saying that at the time that the neutrons recorded with Joe Jackson it wouldn't have been at Neverland because it was before Michael bought Neverland. So it was at the ranch in Encino. Thank right. you very much for that. I did take all the facts I got from ronnie newt senior's biography but as i said in the podcast it was a little erratic and hard to follow at times so thank you very much for pointing that out so um, it's good yeah. to
1: know there's still people out there who are fans of the neutron so who were involved who still no, an she eye was out a, and... a
0: jackson fan i think i'm just trying oh, to find oh, a okay. vicky okay it was vicky. vicky horner thank you very much for that on uh, uh, we're not offended by it if, you're, no. if you come up to us and be kind of like, actually that was slightly wrong because it helps us in future episodes to, yeah. to put everything in a timeline. So. The
1: thing is, we can only take what we get from what other people say. We weren't there. We're not first-hand witnesses. So we can only take from our digging around and a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting things which we over-mentioned yeah. today that how Another Level started, there are two different stories out there. We're going to tell you everything we find <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's not going to be right. So do let us know if... There is any verifiable facts that you can correct when like Zoe said we're not offended in the slightest so thank you once again for listening thank you for our amazing chart positions oh my god we have we mentioned this on the podcast yet oh no that yeah. we got
0: our chart positions back for uh, our damage episodes it's one of our most successful episodes so far we hit top 10 in six or seven countries we are top 40 in several countries as well for music podcasts it's we're so grateful to you all uh, and everyone that subscribes and keeps listening to us every week we don't quite understand why but thank we you we do for understand <laughs> why we're fucking hilarious <laughs> thank you so much keep look keep on listening to do, us do and really it's so nice us. to
1: know there's such a big f- army of fangirls out there it's wicked yeah we people love that are in you. the same shit we yes. are
0: so thank you for listening um Come back next week for... We're going to do a big boy band next week. So we're going to shake up the ultimate boy band chart and see if we can get a new boy band in at the top of the chart. But remember... It's not the boy band that falls at the top of our chart. (laughs) Amy, it was the boy band that was the... No, 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 no. (laughs) Have I got it wrong? Yeah.
1: You threw me off because you haven't said something quite right and I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. But remember... The ultimate boy oh, band yeah. is it's not the necessarily one. <laughs> the one that falls at the top of our
0: chart. It was the one that was
1: there for you when you needed the most. <laughs> and got you from there. To here. Bye. Our theme music is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from the Songs About a Girl trilogy by Chris Russell. Visit songsaboutagirl.com.